Even men like Talon Card occasionally make mistakes. This is the Chimera. Launch the attack. Time to go to work. You won't let me get killed, will you? Is that what I was supposed to be doing here? I should have brought my lightsaber. So did you watch The Force Awakens on Sunday? No, I did not. You didn't? It was on ABC. It was like prime time. But they did cut some stuff out, though. I kept trying to find, like, the things they were cutting out because it felt like the transitions were kind of weird. But it was good. It was nice for me as I haven't watched The Force Awakens in a while and I realized just how much I actually really, really enjoy that movie. Also, I wish they, that Han Solo hadn't died. Like, that really just occurred to me. I don't think it had ever really bothered me until Sunday night. Where I was like, man, he's funny. He shouldn't <laughs> Yeah, I'm not one to watch like the Star Wars movies when they're on TV. I know a lot of people do that and they'll live tweet them and stuff, but I I guess since I have them digital and just can watch them whenever I want, that that's kind of how I prefer to do it. Well, I have them digital too, but I mean, it's not like there was anything else on. It's not like it was Oscar Sunday or anything, which is next Sunday. By the way, just let everybody know, it's Oscar Sunday. Star Wars won't win anything, but maybe Black Panther will. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I can but, see I can see yeah. the appeal of like kind of the community aspect of it because it's on TV so everyone can kind of like watch it and sync up and watch it at the same time. So I get yeah, I guess I could like, see I that wasn't being like live tweeting or anything. I was just watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't watch uh-huh. it though. Well, I love that movie though. That's one of my favorites. Late. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, speaking of the sequel trilogy, we got some imagery. And I guess you were the first one uh, to show it to me, and then I saw it later on. But J.J. Abrams posted a picture of the, I guess, the main three, uh, core three, the the trifecta of people, the heroes. I don't know what you want to call them. (laughs) Ray, Finn, and Poe all hugging each other, otherwise known as John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, and Oscar Isaac in just they were in their costumes, but they were hugging each other. Poor Oscar Isaac looked like he was crying. It was like they were done. Principal photography was done. Like they're done filming, and they post this picture. Pretty cool to see those three together, like kind of in the new movie that we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. And I like that. There's like little hints, but we don't really. This picture doesn't tell us a ton, but it's like okay, the three characters, they're in costume, so we can kind of see what their costumes are gonna look like. Ray's hair is like a little bit different. Finn's hair is a well, lot kind different. Of. She has, but she has her three buns back. Yeah, she does, but it's like they're styled a little differently, like a little tighter. Mm, maybe. And and then Finn definitely has got a whole different hair style going on there. So that's interesting because he kind of had the same look in the first two movies. And I feel like mm. Poe's hair is like longer. I don't know. Well, you know, also it made me watching The Force Awakens and then seeing that picture, it made me really hope that they give Finn like some urgency and make him an actual character again because he got sidelined during The Last Jedi and I did not appreciate it. <laughs> I'm yeah, just saying. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, now that I think about it, I'm like, man, he's such a good freaking actor. Like, why are we not giving him more? Yeah, he's definitely, his character is a certain way. And in a way, he's almost like comic relief. And you don't take him too seriously in a lot of moments. Even his mm-hmm. action scenes are kind of comedic. 
Um, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe giving him a little bit more of a serious role would be cool, especially if this is his last movie. Well, and I think I think just John Boyega in general, like, deserves it. I mean, yeah. he's. But I, lo- I love Finn though. Like the as he's been portrayed, I really enjoy him. I I like the personality. Oh, totally. I agree. So I don't want him to get. I don't want him to make him too serious because that's kind of part of his charm. You know. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, so I, I don't know like what this means when you see these three together in costume like that on a, on the same location. It's like, oh, did they just film a scene, scene together? Is this like a, what part of the movie is this? So there's a lot of a lot of questions yet to be answered. And this is, you know, obviously we don't have the trailer yet. We talked about that. Like, are we going to get the trailer before my birthday? Are we going to get the trailer before your birthday? So it didn't happen before my birthday, but it could still happen before yours could and i don't think we were even talking about the trailer we were talking about just the name like the title too yeah and that true. has not happened yet and i thought when i was watching it i guess part of me wanted to watch it on abc because i thought oh maybe they'll announce something during this you know but they didn't they just aired captain marvel stuff like fifty thousand times and like a special sneak peek look at captain marvel uh yeah that's their big marketing push right now yeah which comes out oh my gosh i can't get comfortable sorry uh it comes out like right before my birthday, so I'll probably have to wait till after my birthday for any Star Wars stuff, you know? Yeah. Maybe that's what they're waiting for. Just waiting for some of these other movies to kinda get out there so they can focus on Star Wars. Maybe. Maybe so. But celebration. We'll have stuff celebration. to celebration. Yeah, of course. Well one, we're gonna be on the podcast stage, so that is super important. Yes, which I don't think we've actually officially announced that on Have our podcast. Not? Because the last time we had a podcast episode was our interview with Amy. And oh, at that point, say we didn't yet. have the could green be. light yet. Yes, yeah, so let's rewind. Hey, guess what, guys? We're going to be on the podcast stage at Star Wars Celebration. Woohoo! Okay, so all seriousness, though. We are going to be on the podcast stage, and we are excited about it, and we are still working on kind of what we're going to do on the podcast stage, but as per usual, Aaron is designing a new exclusive button when we're on a stage. We like to do that. I am. Well, we'll probably do... Oh, my gosh. You know you are. You know you are. Well, I designed the t-shirt that we already kind of posted out there. Which we'll give you guys that info in just a second. And I have some ideas. Well, you had a really cool idea that I was going to put on a shirt. So we'll I wait did? on that one. Because remember, I like showed you something. You're like, well, maybe if you tweak it. And so like, I, oh, I kind of yeah, want to play with that idea. So maybe I we'll did. get that out there before. So I'm thinking, uh-huh. okay, some of those designs would work on buttons. So maybe we could have buttons. But yeah, I, I haven't figured out a design for like kind of the special button yet. So I might need yeah, some help so- on that. Yeah, so what we usually do is we have our logo button, and then we have our special podcast stage button or our exclusive. Well, I guess we've done it even when we weren't on the podcast stage. We just have our exclusive celebration button, right? So we've had our Ewok. Right, we had the Ewok. And we've had our Thrawn. We had Thrawn. Yeah, so we've had those two, which are the highly collectible ones. Um, and then we'll hand those out, and when they are handed out, they are handed out, and that is it. Yes, we're, we're going to have giveaway stuff, buttons. And the other thing is we're going to be giving away books, too. We are? So, yes, definitely, because I have, I have a lot of books that 
I've either gotten from Del Rey or double doubles that I have for whatever reason. So I was like, you know what? I was going through stuff recently and I'm like, I have all these books that I could give away. So I'm going to bring a box of books myself um, oh, cool. to give away. And sometimes, and of course we can't guarantee this at all, but it is a possibility that some of the publishers at Star Wars Celebration might give us a copy of a book here or there um, that we can give away. So if we have that opportunity, we will definitely do that. Um, it's just stuff that we're thinking about and we're thinking out loud right now while we're talking. Yeah, we um, have a couple months to kind of finalize yeah. this stuff. But the point is, it's going to be cool. Definitely want to come. Be there. We get we get to be live on stage, do an episode. Hopefully, we'll get some cool guests. We have a couple like ideas, and we're kind of putting out the feelers and talking to people to see who wants to join us. So, it's going to be a good time, mm-hmm. and we really want everyone to come. And if yeah, you come wearing like... one of our T-shirts, that's even cooler. Yeah. So you can find our T-shirts on tpublic.com. Uh, probably one of the easiest ways, I mean, we'll put a link in the show notes, but one of the easiest ways, if you go to tpublic.com is actually just to type in the search bar in the search bar, star Wars bookworms, um, like all one word, and it will bring up the actual, uh, store shop. And then you'll be able to get, we have all of our shirts up there that we've had in the past. So, uh, the star Wars bookworms, Chicago shirt is very cool. It just says bookworms and it says celebration Chicago 2019. And then it has a x-wing with uh, trails behind it it's very cool it's very simple it's not flashy it's not flashy it's simple that's it is what, not flashy which is more my thing so right i know but i really like it i like the fact that it's not flashy i also would recommend that you guys get the tribalin shirt uh it's aaron's favorite and i just got mine in and i actually really like it as well it's very very soft um, but I will take a picture probably tomorrow when I don't look like complete trash and post it on our Instagram or give it to Aaron to post on our Instagram, whatever. But I have a medium in the girls tri blend. So what about yours? Yeah, I swear. I definitely swear by the tri blend. I think it, it's just a, a nicer t-shirt and it's softer and I have, I've used Tee Public a lot for the medium tri-blend, and it fits really well. But it, I will, I agree, it's a bit, I think even for the guys, it's a bit more of a kind of a slim fit and um, a little tighter. So if you may want to go up a size, even for the guy's shirt, if you go tri-blend. And the tri-blend is a little more expensive, so if you're trying to, you know, buy the cheapest shirt you can buy, you want to just go with the regular shirt. But I would say it's worth the extra, whatever it turns out to be, like the extra five bucks or six bucks. And we will let you guys know when there's a sale going on. And you can save a lot of money on TeePublic if you wait for the sales. And I know for a fact there's a sale coming bef- between now and Celebration. So definitely don't go buy it now because you'll pay full price. Anyway, uh, there was a really cool new book announcement, which I'm so excited for. Oh my yes, gosh. This is a I this was one I hadn't I hadn't heard anything about this book coming. No. And then when it when it got announced on StarWars.com, so that means it's official. Mm-hmm. That they're getting, they're giving us a Art of Star Wars Rebels book. Yes. Which, you know, we both love the animated series and the characters from it. And now we're going to have the art of it. So we're going to get concept art and all of that stuff going on. Which sometimes the concept art gives you images that look way cooler than anything that ended up on screen. So Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to see like character sketches and. I don't know. All of it. I'm really excited. 
Yep. So from StarWars.com, it says, The Art of Star Wars Rebels, written by Dan Wallace and coming October 1st from Dark Horse Books and Lucasfilm, will chronicle the making of the show over its four-season run, complete with never-before-seen concept art and process pieces, along with exclusive commentary from creators Dave Filoni, Simon Kimberg, and Carrie Beck, among others. And it is available for pre-order now. But I just want to say, we love Dan Wallace. He has been so awesome. We actually have a really cool interview with him on the show where we looked at, well, we talked about the Jedi Paladin book, it says, and all those things, but it was actually for the Rebel book, whose name is blanking right now as I stare at it. <laughs> uh, but it's in its vault case, so I can't see the title. <laughs> um, we have a really cool interview with him. And then he was also on our first podcast stage that we had. Yeah, uh, yes, that's right which is pretty cool. Um, so when this got announced, I actually shot him an email saying, congratulations, like we're so excited for you. And of course, as they always do, can't talk about anything right now, but would love to talk to you about it once it comes out. So once it comes out, we'll have Dan Wallace back on the show. Well, he's a good choice for this book because he... He is a great he, choice for this book. He does book. a lot of these reference books and he's, you know, he's one of their top top writers when it comes to these type of things so i'm looking forward to it plus with all that stuff with dave filoni and oh, gosh, just yeah. all the behind the scenes stuff i think we're going to find out is going to be really awesome it's going to feel like that show is going to live on a little bit longer that show is going to live on forever i know for but me. new content that we haven't seen yet that i know I'm, but it's just oh god i love rebels i have like a whole section of my toys that's just all star wars rebels and right now i'm staring at it and i'm just like god i miss you so much <laughs> <laughs> Canera, come back. Uh, yes, yes. Kanan. Yeah. So Kanan's my favorite Star Wars character, and there's like no new content with him right now. So. I know. Hera is probably one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. I love her. And it's not just because I know Vanessa. It's actually because I really, really love the character. Like a ton. A ton. Well, speaking of characters that we love, we're going to be reviewing a comic about a character that we did not love. That's true. We are. Uh, and we've gotten a little bit of flack for this, for our opinions of Dr. Afra from the Vader comics. Yeah, we, were, we, we... Weren't, we weren't as enthralled with the character as, no. as many were early on. We were not very nice to her. I don't think we were mean, but we just weren't like, we didn't we jump weren't... on board. To, we didn't jump on that bandwagon right away. No, we didn't. But we it was time that we reviewed a comic because we haven't reviewed a comic in a while. And I said, you know what, Aaron? Let's do Dr. Afra. Is that how it happened? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm remembering it differently, but okay, we'll go with that. Oh, well, then what's your story? Hmm? Hmm? Oh, no. Hmm? No, we're sticking with your no, story. Okay. Like it. All right. Okay. <laughs> So we, Dr. Afra, you know, she's been part of the Vader comics for a long time, and we did review some of those um, on Bookworm, so you can go back and find those episodes. But we haven't reviewed any of her, like, solo series, her ongoing. And I know Dr. Afra Volume 1, I think it came out, I don't know, over a year ago, if not longer. I was two, about to say, like, two, two years. years ago. <laughs> so <laughs> the Afra comics have been going a while, and we, you know, we're trying, we're kind of like picking and choosing which of the comic volumes that we're going to cover. And this is one that, you know, kind of came to mind. We're like, hey, this would be a good one to jump in on. And we heard a lot of good things about it. And so we didn't just decide that we didn't like Afra and turn our back on her. We were willing to give her a shot. Yeah. And, and, and check out her uh, ongoing series. So we're going to re review Dr. Afra Volume 1, which is the first six issues of her ongoing series. Yep, yep, yep. 
So the publisher is Marvel. The writer is Karen Gillan. And the artist was Kev Walker. And the publisher summary is, Following her time in the clutches of Darth Vader, Dr. Aphra has barely escaped with her life. If he ever learns of her survival, he'll hunt her to the ends of the galaxy. But for now, it's time for a return to what she does best. With the droids Triple Zero and BT-1 in tow, she's off in search of rare artifacts from the galactic center to the outer rim, and everywhere in between. Aphra's got debts to pay after all. Just as long as she can stay one step ahead of the Empire, some bounty hunters, and just about everyone else in the galaxy. So, basically, I just want to... I saw this as being Indiana Jones meets Star Wars. Yes. It's definitely gotten those type of comparisons. Although, there's not a lot of, like, Indiana Jones stuff. No, but anytime I think of, like, like, archaeology, I just think Jones. Yeah. There's the opening scene. So, the, the first issue what they say they call part one has like a scene where you have this guy that's taking like a thing off of a thing and the thing comes alive after he pulls it off. Like that, that felt very Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, that guy ends up, you know, running into Afra and then Afra just shoots him dead. And I was like, right off the bat. I know you love it when I say right off the bat, <laughs> right it, right. At the top, I love it right at the almost beginning. as much as I like saying "boo too." <laughs> right off the bat, she like cold blooded kills somebody, and I was kind of right. I was like, "Oh man," because that's one thing I don't like about characters like Afra. It's kind of like that whole, um, what's the right, what's the term for it when it's like a bad guy, but you're supposed to like him? Anti-hero. Anti-hero. Yes. So. She's very much supposed to be like kind of this anti-hero, but I'm not typically a fan of anti-heroes because I'm just like, well, they're bad. Like they're not, they're not a hero. And so then right at, right at the beginning when she kills this guy, I was just like, ah, she just killed this guy. But then we find out that she killed him for good reason. So then I was like, okay, I'll give her a pass. Because he had like (laughs) tried to kill her earlier. So she was just. That's true. That's true. He had left her for dead, apparently. I think. I think one of the things I really like about this particular comic is the fact that there's a lot of snarkiness and I like a good snarky character. So that I do enjoy. Um, I do feel like Afra's snarkiness got a little bit old by the end of the volume though. Cause it was just the same thing. Like she was still complaining to her dad about her dad leaving and all this stuff. And it's like, we get it all right. Okay. Uh, I did like but... her personality. I do too. No, I do. I, I really do. I think what and, I realized with this is I like Afra better without Vader. Yes, that is a definite hundred percent agree. Like once we took Vader out of the picture and she's kind of on her own now, I was like, okay, I, I'm I'm much more into the character now. Maybe Vader was distracting me from like how cool she was, but I'm I'm starting to see it now. Like I'm sick, you know, these six issues six issues into her series i'm like okay i'm on board with afro now i actually get it it took me a while because a lot of people got it right away but i'm like okay i'm getting now why people like her so much i agree and i am right along there with you sometimes i feel like it's kind of like in the thrawn novel when we had the vader aspect of that vader and thrawn 
not as interesting. Like Vader sort of overshadows or something. Like it's the distraction. Uh, whereas if you just leave it with Aphra and her droids, it's so much more interesting to me. And I do like her droids. I mean, I know they're like kind of psycho uh, and just crazy, but they make me laugh. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Yeah, they weren't as they weren't as overwhelming for me in this. Like I'm remembering back to the Vader comic where the scene where um, the one droid BT or whatever he. Mm-hmm. All, like all the missiles and stuff come out of him. Remember that? Yeah. Like all these arms and stuff come out and he's got all these missiles. And I'm like, where did that stuff come from? Like it just, it, it was like kind of ridiculously over the top. And this, and this one, they were much more side characters. I felt like. Yes. They weren't as front and center. And in triple zero, he did have that scene in the first issue where he basically, she, is talking to this guy, Sue Tath or whatever, who she's supposed to be paying this money for to. And then he, he ends up, um, he ends up threatening her and leaving. And then like triple zero goes in when the guy's in the bathroom and like poisons him and kills him. Yeah. That was pretty, that's pretty harsh, but it's like in, it, it fits with his character that he did that, but he kind of did it for Afro without her knowing that he did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, we do typically we ask in our Facebook group, like if people like a certain book or whatever. And since we're talking about Afra, Mark Mulcaster said that she's one of the more interesting characters that have come out of the new Marvel comics. Brutally intelligent, hopeless in love, conceited, overconfident and witty. What's not to like? So he did say he suggested they should do a live action TV series. I don't know if, how good that would do. I don't know if it would translate. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I know she's popular, but I don't know if she's she that popular. She is popular. But, you know, just sometimes things that work really well in one medium won't necessarily translate over into another. So just because a comic book character is really, really awesome doesn't mean that they'll be really, really awesome in a TV or a movie, you know? Yeah, and her personality is so key Yeah. that you'd have to really cast it perfectly. Right. Yeah, but I, I would agree. I've definitely turned on Dr. Afra as far as just really enjoying her character. I would say in the story, I got really confused because I don't know what an Ordu Aspectu is. Uh, I also, there was some interesting imagery. Like she has a lightsaber at one point and some stuff like that, which I thought was kind of cool. It was sort of goofy and weird but also like in a really good way goofy you know uh yeah I, it was I just agree. some stuff i just didn't understand but i'm usually like that in comics anyway where because i don't remember everybody's name and i don't remember all the planets and i don't remember all the things so when it's short like this without the context for me reading the book for like the past three hours i'm like huh it's like you don't have time for it to kind of sink in yeah, I'm like, what? It goes and by so too fast. And you're like, they're Wait, talking what? about the Orthodox Jedi, and they're talking about this group. I was like, what is this stuff? Well, see, that's the thing, though. That that stuff really was new to this comic. So there, you didn't need to know about that. It was almost like you were being introduced to this idea. So the know, her, her dad, because we got to meet her dad, which was cool. Yeah, I do like the fact there was a parent aspect to it. And he... I, do I he, wish it was her mom, yes. Yeah. <laughs> And he's kind of like this, you know, 
archaeologist of his own and he's he's been chasing this thing for a long time which she blames him like okay this is why mom left you this is why you guys separated she's blaming this on her dad because he was so obsessed with this and so mm -hmm. this idea of these this ordu aspectu or whatever um it's kind of this myth or this story that he has his version of it like how he thought it might have happened between these um, these Jedi, and then also the the Ordu Aspectu, I guess. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like these Orthodox Jedi that are very traditional, and then this other group that's kind of break, broken off from them, I guess. So it, it's kind of cool because, like, if you're into that kind of like Jedi Sith lore, it's you know it's still just kind of a legend and a story, but it's like giving us a little bit of insight into these things that may have happened. So actually, I was surprised to see this stuff pop up in an Afra comic because Afra is not a comic that typically involves Jedi. Well, but see, we made a lot of assumptions based on what we saw with Afra and the Vader comics, you know, and we haven't read the other Afra comics, so we don't really know. But like for me, I could easily see something like this popping up mainly because she is an archaeologist and she's Star Wars and D Jones. So, anything is possible of popping up, which I think is kind of a cool aspect of this comic is that they could go anywhere and everywhere with it in the history and into the old Republic and like different things. Cause she's looking for artifacts, you know, right. like that's her thing. And so, I mean, like who the heck knows what she finds? Like, does she find something really awesome from the Jedi temple? Like she finds the missing, you know, Obi-Wan's missing star system. Um, <laughs> but you know, my point is just like, there's, they don't have any limits on what she can find. And right. I think that's really cool. So I am curious about reading more of the Afro comics, just because I want to know more about what she's up to and what she does. I'm also curious about her sexuality. Well, we know which, about it. Well, we know about it because we know from people talking on the internet. Like, in what we have read so far, we don't, like, we don't directly know. She makes one comment in this volume about, well, you're cute, you know, to this one imperial lady. And I think but, her dad makes a comment, like, you're But, like, you don't have, you don't have very good taste in women. Yeah, and so there's some allusion to it, or alluding to it. I can't talk today. Um, alluding to it, but... I just I would like to just get more into the story, you know, and just learn more about it. I I try to filter out all of the stuff we hear on Twitter or whatever from our groups of friends and stuff and just focus on what we've actually read. Um Yeah, I mean we're far enough behind in the series and there's been multiple volumes after this. Um that yeah, things have been revealed and I think it's kind of generally known at this point. You know, I don't think this is spoiler anymore for especially considering how old this comic is. Right. Um, you know, that she is I think I don't know if she's bisexual or I, I don't know how much they've really revealed, but I know she's definitely not straight. <laughs> so um yeah, and I think they, they even with the character they introduced um later on in this, um, what's the Captain Tolvin, I I mm -hmm. believe kind of just from some in imagery that I've seen plays a plays a role in that. So, so yeah, that that's definitely an aspect of her character that we are now discovering, but has been revealed to the to masses in future comics. Right. 
But, you know, I'm not worrying about the masses. <laughs> I'm yeah. worrying about... Well, I just didn't... Because I was pretty sure you already knew that. But the way you were talking, I was like, does she not know? Uh, I can honestly say that I really don't know because I don't follow some of the same people you do. And I think you follow more people that are into comics than I am. Um, or that I then I follow and so I kind of and I sort of skim through anything on Twitter that has to do with comics I don't really pay attention to it mainly because we'll we're reading whatever we decide to read and you know like, well, I think we both liked this first volume yes so no, I think this totally. would be, would be a, maybe a cool focus for us like um, as we as we get to some more comics as maybe to tackle these so we can get kind of caught up on Afro specifically um, I would be down for that actually. Cool. Yeah. Like after reading this one, like I would actually be like really down to maybe change up our plan a little bit. Not a hundred percent because we do have a little bit of a plan in place right now leading up to celebration. But uh, yeah, oh, I would agree. I think I think I'm more interested in reading these than I am in some other things, other yeah. ones. Yeah, and I, I I really enjoyed this first volume with, and I know it kind of ties into some other comics. I'm pretty sure Vader comes back into the picture at some point with her. So we're not going to get a completely Vaderless uh, Afro, unfortunately for our tastes, but I know that they do that kind of crossover with the, the screaming Citadel and all of that stuff too. So, you know, we can, we can get into more of it, but this comic here, one of the other cool things they did is they gave us a little bit of a backstory for her and did that kind of flashback to her university years, the university of Barleth. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to see kind of, um, you know, her and kind of the interaction she had with that one professor who was trying to kind of trying to discredit her and all of that. Um, so that was kind of cool to get a little bit more backstory about her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. And we have some really, really awesome comments on our Facebook group about it. But the problem with some of these, we can't really read them right now because they're referring to things that are further along they in the do, story. Yeah, and so... Sure. But I do want to say, like, a big, huge thank you to um, Michael McAllister, April Bennett, Amanda Reynolds, um, Don Giacomini um, for commenting on this. And we will pull this thread back up in our group to talk more about Dr. Afra as we do more of the of the volumes. But um, it's kind of cool. Like, we did have a lot of people that responded to this pretty quickly. But, of course, they start saying all kinds of things. I'm like, no, my eyes. We're not there yet. We're only on volume one. I know. <laughs> it's really funny. But people are really excited about it, so that's good. And I'm glad that people are excited about something in Star Wars right now. Um, yeah, so um, one thing I did want to note in this comic, she's got this really interesting Wookiee character, which <laughs> he's like he's like the anti-Chewie. Yeah, Black Kersantan. Yeah, yeah he's, he's really freaky. Uh and he's he's like screw you at one point. Yeah, yeah, I like him a lot as a character. Yeah, me um, too. He's kind of like one of her crew, but then at the same time she owes him money, so that's like she's trying to pay him back. But then he's also working with her, and then he just yeah he just cuts out at one point. He's just like I'm out of here. He's um, like I'm done with this. And then yeah. at the end of this volume, she like steals the magic evil green crystal thing. I'm like yeah, that's not that thing. That thing's bad. That's like. I don't know. It reminded me of something from Guardians of the Galaxy or something. Like you don't want to touch that. <laughs> right. Yeah, because she she lied and said she gave it over because she lied to her dad, right, and said like mm -hmm. she gave it over to this place, this archive or whatever that's supposed to protect it. And then, but she gave them a fake, of course. Afra being Afra. Mm-hmm. 
But what yeah, do you and think she's about... actually been she's actually been stripped of her doctor title at this point. Yeah, but I think they're gonna pull some strings and get it back. Yeah, I do too. So, but what did you think about um, the introduction of Captain Tolvin? I guess the this Imperial who is trying to kind of atone for some of her mistakes. Um, didn't make much of an impact on me, honestly. Sort of ignored her. Yeah, kind of up to this point, I think she's, there wasn't a lot revealed about her enough to make her super interesting. She's got an interesting look about her. You know, she's obviously got some sort of injuries or something on her face where she's got like that stuff along the side of her face. But, um, so she looks very interesting, mm-hmm. but. I'm pretty sure, you know, she she's going to be one to kind of pay attention she's, to. Yeah, I think so. But I just, at this point, she has not yet captured my attention. Right. Yeah. I liked her dad, although he was kind of an idealist, a little weird. Yeah, and he was like, he, he wasn't even aware that Alderaan had been destroyed. Oh my god, that was crazy. The Death Star, that was real? What? Alderaan got destroyed? Huh? And she was, was like, so mad at him. She, I know. She was so angry. She was like, how do you not care? And then Triple um, Zero is like, I'm pretty sure that you like for people to die. Like that kind of thing. You know, you like the hand of the emperor. And then she's like, well, I worked for Darth Vader. And her dad's like, what? Yeah. yeah it was yeah. pretty funny. I did like that because she. there was a little bit of a moment there where where she got upset at her dad for not knowing that all these people died. And I'm like, wait, since when did you care about that kind of stuff? And then triple zero calls her out right as I was thinking that. Yeah. He's like, that wait, was you like... were like, you're a fan of the, the, you know, iron group of the empire going around people's necks. And she's just like, okay, I don't need a lecture from you right now, <laughs> which I was like, okay, that was a fun exchange, but it was also a really cool way of kind of calling out her duplicity. Mm-hmm. So her anti-hero-ness. Your favorite kind of character. I did like, um, they did the whole, you know, have a situation where she has to hold a lightsaber. So you get that cool visual Mm -hmm. of her holding a lightsaber, which actually was a, I like how they led up to it because she, she kind of ties her hair back first, you know, because she's got to get some work done and then she gets the lightsaber and she starts hacking away at the console so she can, you know, break it down and get that crystal out. And it is a really cool visual. You know, she's not a Jedi, but we get this scene where this really popular character is holding a lightsaber, and it, it makes for a really a really cool image. So it's very, like, fan service, but I'm, like, I'm into it. Yeah, I'm down with fan service. Fan service is fine. Doesn't yeah. bother me. So it was a cool scene. It was a little less in your face than some of the stuff they've they've done. Because they, they have that whole Stormtrooper character that has a lightsaber now in the Star Wars run. No, see, and I don't know about some of this because I don't pay attention. Right. And so you have that, which I'm okay with that too. But then they had they had another scene once where basically like Luke, Leia, Han, Chewie, they find this box of lightsabers and they each like grab one and run out into battle. Like, And I was just like, okay, that's a little much. That'd so, be funny. It happened. I'll, I'll send you a screenshot. But um, <laughs> Cool. But I thought this was a little more subtle. I liked how it was kind of like, okay, she used it as a tool. You know, she's not fighting anybody with it. She just needed to use it to hack away at this console. But you still yeah. got that really cool visual. So I liked it. Yeah, I agree. I like, and the art in this book was actually pretty good. And it was, it was easier on the eyes than other comics. And it wasn't as like jumbled up and busy either, which I appreciated. 
uh, and it flowed very well. Yeah, I really like the art. I like the art style. I like the writing. Um, yeah, I think overall, this one was one of my favorite kind of single volumes out mm -hmm. of all of the Marvel comics that we've reviewed so far. Um, this one stands out as a favorite. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I like the joke. Um, <laughs> do you remember the, the joke where she asked them to get her an ice pop? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, then you have a scene like later on. I think it's even in a completely different issue. She's like, holding it. She's like she's holding, holding it in her yeah. hand. <laughs> so even just little fun things like that is just really well done. So, yeah, this was a good one. And I, it's got me excited to read kind of get caught up on her story and, and read the next few volumes. Oh, yeah, I would agree with that completely. Yeah. Absolutely. Was there anything else? Like, I'm trying to think of anything else notable that we didn't talk about. I think we, we kind of covered it all. We jumped around a bit, but they did find that the thing that her dad had been searching for all this time, she was kind of like, hey, this might not even exist. But then he did find they did end up finding it, which was interesting. And then you get to see kind of the history of, you know, these Jedi. So there's some mm -hmm. truth to that legend. So you can kind of like start to plug in like, okay, this was a thousand years ago. So there was some sort of a almost like Jedi kind of rift going on. Um, this guy had all this power. So it's it's kind of cool to start to start to put some of these puzzle pieces together because in the new canon, we don't know a lot about, you know, the time period before the prequels. So that we was, don't know like hardly anything. Yeah, so that was kind of a cool like old republic. I'm doing air quotes uh, because old republic isn't canon, but you know, in an old republic era, uh, things that were going on. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, we have we were we're talking about doing the uh, flight of the falcon books, so we have those on our radar to cover. Mm -hmm. But I think now we have this newfound interest in Afra, so it's like okay, we'll mix in some Afra comic volumes too. Um, right. As we're going through our next few episodes of Bookworms. Yep, and the next book to drop will be Queen Shadow by E.K. Johnston. Yes, which you have read. I have read it. And I have not. So I will say nothing else except check the shirt I have on in one of my most recent Instagram pictures. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I'm excited to I'm excited to talk about that one too, and um, that comes out right before Celebration. It comes out next month it comes out on the 8th i believe actually okay um so we won't get to it before celebration just because of our one month uh time frame and um you know wanting to give people enough time to actually read this book and knowing that people are going to celebration so it'll probably be something that we cover either later in april or in may okay most likely. or we'll cover it at celebration you said we can't do that. I did not. We were talking specifically about it, and I said that's a really good idea. No, you did not. Oh, you said on. you said we can't cover it because like we might spoil it for people. That's true. I did say that. I did say that. I said we. Okay, you're right. There, we're both right. How about that? No, because I said it was a good idea to talk about the book, but to to not spoil the book, so we can talk about it on the stage. But yeah, I don't know if I have the capability the to do that. <laughs> we, and we can't edit out stuff on, no. on the live show. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll discuss. But until then, you can find us on Twitter. You can. At SW Bookworms. And you can email us. Starwarsbookworms at gmail.com. 
Also uh, true. Yes, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Star Wars Bookworms. We have a Facebook group. All you have to do is go to facebook.com and type in Star Wars Bookworms and you'll find our page. You'll also find our group. Make sure you look under the groups tab. But you do have to answer a couple of questions before you let you in. And we will not let you in if you don't answer those questions. And if you just sit there for like three months, you'll still sit there and we won't do anything. So answer the questions. Also, please head over to Apple Podcast because it is not iTunes anymore. It is Apple Podcast and leave us a review. Uh, more people find us when you guys actually leave us a rating. Uh, we prefer five stars. Uh, that's really the only thing we ask from you guys. And then if you feel so compelled, please, please take like just a couple of minutes and write a review of the show so that more people can find our show. And then I am at Ice Cold Penguin on Instagram and Twitter. Aaron is at AV Goins. So until next time. Keep on reading and may the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs>